0: Rhonda Brunson, welcome to the Picking Strawberries podcast. Thank you for being here, for listening, and being a part of this community that's searching for the beauty in every day. My guest today, Amanda Maisie, is a longtime friend. She's an ESPN Plus reporter. She's the co-host of Mountaineer Game Day, which is the WV pregame show, and she's the director of social media at Country Roads Trust. When I think about Amanda and the energy she brings to this life, I think, go big or go home. Her energy is contagious and being around her, it makes you want to live bigger, live a bolder life and show up for this one precious adventure. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. If you're looking for a community who's searching for the beauty in every day, having authentic conversations about how we can give back and make this a better place. I encourage you to subscribe to Picking Strawberries. Join me and my guests as we're talking about real things, real life, and how we can take the positive and make us better and all the people around us shine brighter. Amanda Mazie, welcome to the Picking Strawberries podcast. Girl, I feel like we get to have a conversation and catch up at the same time. This is going to be super fun. So just look like... Right, like just you are that person to me that's go big or go home. I mean, if we go all cliche, sucking the marrow out of life, seize the day. And so I cannot wait to talk about adventure with you and just pulling adventure into every single day. You've been a sports reporter, a co-host right now on the WVU Mountaineer pregame day show for football, mom to two teenagers, wife of the WVU head baseball coach, I mean, I I just think we're going to have to hit all of it. So welcome to the show. Is that everything? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't think so. I, I think I missed like half of it. So I feel like you've lived so many different lives. We're about the same age. So let's just do a quick timeline. We go to college. Degree in communications, I'm assuming. Girl, take me from there. (laughs) So I graduated from East
1: Carolina. And from there, I started at a local TV station because that was what I always wanted to do was be on air as a sports reporter. So I was a news producer for about eight months right out of college. I got bumped up to weekend news anchor probably, um, like I said, about eight, nine months after I started working there. And then from there, I just sort of like climbed my way up into eventually being the weekend sports anchor for the NBC affiliate in Greenville, North Carolina, WITN. And that's where I met my husband and he's a coach. So then my job was, well, wherever he goes, (laughs) I have to go. Right. So from there, um, and, and I was, like I said, I was the weekend sports anchor there. I had done news as well. So kind of dabbled a little bit of everything. Well, we moved to Fort Worth, which is where I met you. Thank goodness.
0: Yes. Um, I, I mean, was, okay, I we admit- have to stop there. We have to stop yes. there. We met at a McDonald's in a mom's group. (laughs) That was called the No Drama Moms Group, which ended up, I think a few years later, breaking apart because of really big drama. If I I think we we weren't a part of it. We left, right, (laughs) right, right, right. But yes, okay. I just love that part of our story. We met at a McDonald's. That's right. So- when we
1: moved to Fort Worth, I was six months pregnant with our son. And I was like, well, I'm not getting back into local news. That's nights, that's weekends, that's holidays. And I knew I wanted to be a mom first. I was very fortunate that I was able to start working with the Mountain West network. My husband was a pitching coach at TCU. So kind of got in with covering TCU athletics and, you know, just did a bunch of kind of, uh, freelance things in Fort Worth because it's such a big market. I would do some commercials. I hosted a a lifestyle show through Fort Worth magazine, just kind of dabble in a little bit of everything where I could still work and be Amanda Maisie, you know, doing my job, but not, you know, mom or wife. Uh, we were down in Fort Worth for six years. We also had our daughter, Sierra, and yes, yeah, so when you and I met, we had our little boys who are li- exactly 1 month apart. Exactly, <laughs> Which is yes. Really cool. Yes. And um so then when we left Fort Worth, my husband got the head coaching job here in Morgantown, West Virginia at uh, WVU. And again, I was like, well, I kind of thought my career was over. You know, it's a small market. I don't want to go back into local news. Well, lo and behold, at his press conference, they said, hey, we're going to start this show through WVU Athletics called The Sports Buzz. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. I was like, you could have paid me like M&Ms. I just want to do something. And from there, it parlayed into doing sideline for what used to be Root Sports, a, a regional network, and just kind of did some things. So now, yes, I do a, a football pregame show called Mountaineer Game Day. It's every Saturday during football season. I do sideline for ESPN Plus for baseball, basketball games. And then just in the past year, picked up another job because I'm not busy enough, like we all are, right? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> working with Country Roads Trust, which is the name, image, and likeness team for West Virginia University. College athletes can now get paid and I am the director of social marketing for that organization. So, you know, just staying busy and
0: living it day to day. Doing the things. Okay. So when I say the word, I mean, that's a lot of things. That's quite the (laughs) timeline. When I say the word to you, adventure, what does that mean to you like in your daily?
1: It just means doing something that Really kind of makes you happy or something you've never done before. You know, to me, adventure doesn't have to be like these big, bold, you know, climbing mountains, kayaking shark infested waters. It could be going to a new restaurant that just opened or just doing something that maybe you haven't done before, or maybe it's something a little bit out of your comfort zone. I don't think adventure has to be this big, bold gesture. I just think it can be something that you're like, wow, this is, this is cool. And that could be as little as it wants to be or as big as it wants to be.
0: And that's so attainable in the everyday, right? There's no reason we can't have adventure every single day.
1: Right. I mean, I think most people these days... You know, if you have kids, you're all over the place with kids and you just have so much. People are just so busy now. Right. Like that's just our lives. It's just changed over the years. And so, yeah, I mean, getting those big adventures in, that's really hard. So it's just like what you make of it each day. And and not every day is going to have any kind of adventure to it. Let's be honest. A lot of them are just like, well, same old stuff, different day. But, you know, if you can just incorporate new little things in there, you know, that's kind of exciting, kind of changes things up a little bit.
0: I love that. So what does it mean to you, the word adventure, in that bigger like, notion of our one wild, precious life? Although I seem to remember your... Is it your honeymoon? Y'all like backpacked through Australia or I feel like there's some crazy story out there. Yeah.
1: So we went, we went backpacking in um, Alaska actually. So it was really, really cool. Yeah. When we said we honeymooned in Alaska, people were like, oh, you took a cruise. I'm like, oh no, we were dirty, (laughs) didn't shower. We lived in a tent. It's like, you find out real quickly if you like that person because you're gross right? and you're just, you're just with that person. And here we are 20 years later. So we,
0: (laughs) there you go. It worked (laughs) out. It worked out.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Like that was kind of our relationship. Anyway, we got engaged on a backpacking trip in Montana. So for our, for us, it's always been, you know, these, um, bigger adventure stories of, you know, going out West and hiking and fishing and kind of doing things that a lot of people maybe don't want to do or can't do, um, you know, p- pushing yourself physically and mentally. And, you know, that's, that's super fun. The the honeymoon in Alaska was amazing. And yeah, it was it was just us. So, you know, that's, a, that's an adventure in itself, too, just spending that much right. time
0: with one person. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this. I can see this. So what draws you to an adventurous life? Is it just who you've been since you've been little? Did you make like this decision? This is how I want to live. I've always been this way. You know, I'm an only child. So
1: in a lot of ways, I had to create my own adventures when I was little, you know, like, because... My childhood is way different than my kid's childhood. You know, I played t-ball, but it was just at the local level. You know, there wasn't all this travel stuff. So I was home a lot more. So if my friends weren't around, I had to kind of play with myself and my imaginary friends and do things. And, you know, that was kind of adventurous, but I, my parents were very adventurous. Uh, my mom was a mountain climber, like a true mountain climber. Um, when she was like in her teenage years, she went out west and climbed the highest peak in Wyoming. And I have this picture of her basically just hanging off the side of a mountain with ropes. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, so I get my adventure aside from my mom and my dad, who've just always been very active. We've always been very active as a family. We've always loved to travel. So it's just kind of been ingrained in me. So that's. What we've tried to do with our children as well. We take them out west and we do things. So, you know, it's just it's
0: just who I've always been. Do they buy into that, your kids, or do you have to convince them? Like is it in their DNA as well? Or Yeah, they they love it. They love it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So my daughter is uh she has like the need for speed. (laughs) So it's like anything okay. that you can do, you know, if we go four wheeling, she wants to go fast and I'm like, slow it down. we got to be safe. But yeah, you know, they, they love it because they don't know any other way. You know, that's what they've grown up with since they were like little itty bitty. I think I took Weston out to Wyoming when he was like six months old and went hiking with him. And same thing with Sierra when she was little. So it's all they've ever known. I love
0: it today, because I feel like this could be a different story tomorrow. What has been your least expected adventure? The one that's maybe surprised you the most?
1: So we went backpacking in New Zealand. It's probably been about eight years ago. And we had this whole trip planned out. I will say Randy planned it. He's a big planner. So it was really cool. So we flew over to New Zealand and we had this, I think it was like a six day backpack plan. So we parked at a, at a spot. And then we took a helicopter in to the trail and we had to hike back to the car. So there was no like going back. We only had to go forward to get to the car, to get out. This was like right before Christmas. So we had, you know, our family, they, they knew when we were coming back, when we were supposed to be coming back to the States and all that kind of good stuff. So, okay, no problem. We, we helicopter in, everything's great. And there were some river crossings that we had to take part in a lot. Everything was fine. About the third day, it poured and poured for like 24 straight hours. And we were like, oh, no, we have these river crossings. What if we can't get across? So we just, we hiked on. And lo and behold, we came to like this one river crossing and the water was rushing. And we were like, if we didn't know how long this rainstorm was going to last, we only had probably about, um, but I think that was probably like day four of the hike. So we had two days left to get to our car. And then, like two days after we got to our car, we we're supposed to be flying back to the States. And we were just kind of like, do we just camp here and wait it out? What if we miss our flight home? We had no communication with our family. If we didn't get home, were they gonna think we were dead? Like what was gonna happen? So we just kind of like weighed our options. And it was, you know, like in the moment, it was kind of scary because. We knew we, our lives weren't in danger or anything. We, we had shelter, we had food, we had water, that was fine. But it was just like, what if we don't make it out of here in time? Then what? Like, we didn't want to worry everybody. So we, we tried to go around that river and go up and down. And and finally, Randy was just like, we, we just need to go. And so he kind of tested it out first. And long story short, we got through and we ended up like cutting a day off the hike because we were just so amped. To keep going. And it was a really, it was a, an extremely hard, extremely like hard hike because it was very soggy. So some of the mud was going up to our knees. You know, so when you're walking, oh, you're wow. just sinking down to your knees. And, you know, at the time, it was just like, we're never doing this again. Once we got through it, we were like, that was pretty darn cool. Like <laughs> right. we did that. And it was, I mean, it was kind of scary, but it was like adrenaline, you know, like that adrenaline pumping. We yeah. got through it. But yeah, so that was, Least expected, but but really cool that we can talk about it and say, yeah, we did that. I mean, we you know our lives weren't in danger or anything like that, but it was it was precarious, that's for sure. So, would you say that's your scariest adventure today? date? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I, pr- if you want to talk about scary, we've had some like medical issues within our family, like. That's kind of a scary adventure, you know, like not a good kind of adventure. But yeah, I mean, that it, it was kind of scary because we didn't encounter anybody on that hike. You know, it was just Randy and I. We had no communication, you know, so it was kind of scary, but exhilarating.
0: <laughs> yeah. I bet the views there were just incredible.
1: It was I mean, amazing. if you helicopter I mean,
0: in, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, we, we would move there tomorrow if we
0: could. It was really neat. Yeah. I loved it what's been your most beautiful adventure that you'd put in your this most sounds, beautiful category?
1: This sounds so cliche, but I think having my children, and that's such a cliche, but I will say like, I I didn't grow up, and you know me, like I didn't grow up like, oh, I want to have children and a family. and I want to be a wife. That was never my MO. I was like, I want to do, I want my career, my job. I was never intending to have kids. And I'm I think I'm one of those people that if I'd never had kids, I would have never realized what I was missing out on. You know, I think there are some women that want to have kids so badly and sometimes they can't. And I think it kind of haunts them for the rest of their life, understandably. But I was never like, I was like, "Eh, I don't need kids and it would have never bothered me not to have them. But now that I have them, I'm like, I can't imagine life without them. So like that was a beautiful, unexpected adventure because it was nothing I ever wanted
0: ever until I met Randy and I was like, well, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I mean, what a journey, go. right? I mean, our yeah. boys are the same age. They're 16, which is just the best age ever. I mean, it's just been a crazy adventure since day one. I it really has you. been. Yeah. When you're pursuing just living life to the most, right? like Kind of that adventure every day. Has anything surprised you? Or what's been the most surprising?
1: You know, I just think that it doesn't have to be bold and big. You know, I think we all, like I said, I think with social media, everybody's adventures, they're posting all of this stuff and you feel like you have FOMO and it's like, but, but is that always like real life, you know? So I think just these little adventures along the way, just in life every day, I think those are beautiful and unexpected and it's just, it's what you make of it.
0: Hmm. So would you say that you're always motivated to live a big life? Or do you, you know, have those seasons of rest, self-care, you know, maybe get a little quiet? No, I think it's like it's
1: continuous. I mean, especially with our kids playing sports and, you know, my job follows like the sports schedule and then my husband's, you know, so it's like we have Randy's baseball schedule in the spring. And then, you know, our kids stuff you know, with hockey, both my kids play hockey and then Weston's baseball and Sierra softball this year. So we don't really get rest. I mean, I guess like in the summertime, but I will say it's important for us as a family to have that time together. You know, like I'm not going to plan, you know, if we have a chance to go somewhere as a family over hockey season and miss a tournament, see a hockey, we're going to do something as a family. That's very important to me because our lives, our lives revolve around sports, you know, for For Randy, for my job and the kids and having that time as a family, like family dinners are super important to me, especially during baseball season, because we might only get together at our table once a week, sometimes not even that, you know, so I'm like, you know, having those adventures together as a family, you know, they're not going to remember that hockey tournament, but they're going to remember this great weekend we had doing something really
0: cool together. Absolutely. That's the good stuff, right? That's the life stuff. It is. That's the best stuff. So I feel like we have to touch on this today and I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, (laughs) So two years ago, right, almost like two years ago, just in March, you had a terrifying adventure with Weston. We did. An accident on the baseball field, which, you know, we can touch on. But it's now turned into, two years later, this incredible comeback. Let's touch on that because adventure isn't always good. Like, adventure can be scary and hard as a mom. So I guess, you know, if you just want to touch on what happened and kind of this road back for Weston.
1: So in March of 2021, he was involved in a—he was 14 at the time—involved in a collision on the baseball field with another player— Weston kind of dove back to get a ball, the player, the other player kind of dove forward and they collided. So Weston took a knee to the face and my husband like saw the whole thing. I did not, thankfully. So like he had a a broken nose, broken facial bones, a a cracked skull in the back, a fractured skull in the back and a brain bleed, a torn uh, carotid artery in his neck. And when this happened, like my husband instantly thought he was like paralyzed. He was laying on the field. So you know, you can only imagine like what that does to a parent. So he goes, get him to the hospital, Um, you know, he was in ICU for six days. He was in really, really bad shape. Thankfully, his brain didn't swell to the point where they had to do any kind of surgeries. You know, he was like on a breathing tube, he had to be be intubated. Spent another four days in the children's hospital, so ten days at our local hospital, and then we wanted to make sure he got the best rehab available for a brain injury. So we took him down to the Shepherd Center in Atlanta, and that's where he stayed for two months. And I basically lived down there for two months with him while he did inpatient and then outpatient rehab. Because you know, when you're when something happens to your child, you we would have gone anywhere to get him the best care. And the Shepherd Center is known for brain injuries and spinal cord injuries, and it is an amazing place. So, thankfully, he, honestly, to this day, like, you wouldn't know anything happened to him if you didn't know something happened to him. He made a full recovery. He is back to playing Amazing. sports. You know, he got the clearance to do all of that. He's a four O student. I mean, it's just, like, what a blessing. Like, what a blessing. So, a lot of my husband's coaches' friends wanted to do something for us. They said, you know, we want to make a GoFundMe. And we were like, we appreciate that. We are very blessed that we can afford our medical bills. But not a lot of people can. I mean, it was an expensive, an expensive time. And so we decided, like, let's start something called Team Whammer because Weston's initials are W A M. So a lot of people know him as Wham. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So we wanted to make sure that we helped families who, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about like paying off your mortgage or paying bills when you have a child who is, you know, fighting for their lives. Like that should be the least of your worries. But for most people, it is right. Like they, it's not that easy. So we raised money for the children's hospital here in Morgantown and we raised money for the Shepherd Center in Atlanta. And we also took a part of that and raised money for the canine therapy because when he was at the Shepherd Center, they had a canine therapy program and those dogs meant everything to Weston because we have dogs here at home. Yeah. And so that was a big part. So to date, I believe we've raised $180,000 for all three, you know, to, to be split among Incredible. them. So it's, it's been wonderful. I think in the first like 24 hours, hours like we just wanted to raise like I think our main goal was like maybe like 50,000 or 100,000 and we reached like 50,000 within like 24 hours it was unbelievable the response and and so we gave the shepherd center their their portion um to help and then for here what we decided to do was for families that can't transport their children to a rehab facility because we took our our Weston took an air ambulance. It's very expensive. Insurance doesn't really cover it. We wanted to make sure that no child was left behind and couldn't get to the rehab center that they needed to go to, no matter where it is. So they'll call us and say, hey, we have this patient, you know, and that's what the funds here at the children's hospital are going to be used for. We know like brick and mortar buildings and equipment, that's super important to raise money for, but we just wanted to make sure personally that we were helping families directly. So they did not have to pull money out of their pocket or have to decide like, well, do I have to sell my house or can I get my kid to rehab? Get your kid to rehab. We got gotcha. you. We will make sure that happens.
0: Awesome. And that is still teamwhammer.com, right? It is. People yep. can check out that story, donate. Yeah, Yeah. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Perfect. What a crazy, scary, scary time! And it's that comeback adventure, right? That comeback yeah. story.
1: Yeah, and that's what I told him. I was like, we, you know, our our theme was win the day. You know, win each day, and the comeback is greater than the setback. And he's he's been he's he's not one time did that kid. Complain, get upset, cry. Like he, he didn't show any kind of emotion. He just did the work and was positive. Um, he took it way better than we did. It was really hard for our, our daughter who was 11, uh, 12 at the time, Sierra, because she was kind of left behind here. Like we had family and friends helping in Morgantown, but she didn't know what was going on down there. So she, you know, that was, I think it was honestly the hardest for her because she just kind of didn't understand what was going on and she still had her life here and Randy eventually came back here, but he was also in season. So it was just for 73 days, our family was completely apart until we came back home from rehab and it, it was
0: it, it was really hard for her, but we all got through it
1: and we're stronger for it. Of course.
0: So when you look out at our broken, amazing fantastic, crazy, crazy world. What do you see as beautiful from your chair?
1: I just think kindness is beautiful. I feel like it's such a simple thing to provide. And I feel like people are just kind of angry and rushing and, and selfish these days. And I just think being kind to somebody, because you never know what they're going through. I mean, I, I get gas and I go in and I pay and I'm like, how are you? And I just try to be kind because maybe that's the only smile somebody's going to get that day because somebody else might be complaining or this, this and that. And I just, I just try to be kind because I don't know, I feel like in this world, sometimes it's, it's not so achievable anymore, which I think is kind of sad. It doesn't cost anything. And it's just, it's just nice to be nice to people.
0: And can make all the difference, can make all the difference.
1: I have this quote I tell my kids. It's like, always help somebody because you might be the only person who does. And that's true.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is that your law well, on that? Let's go to the show closing questions, which one of them I ask you is, what is your favorite quote? Is that the one?
1: My favorite quote actually comes from a song and it's every new beginning
0: comes from some other beginning's end. Ooh, that's really deep. I feel like we have to think about that. Yeah. What was a movie that you would watch on repeat? <laughs> Top Gun. The original Top Gun. The original. <laughs> yep. Invite me over. What is your go-to self-care?
1: Um, right now, believe it or not, it's massages. Like we have a massage therapist that comes to the house and she's wonderful. So that's that's really nice because I feel like I have a lot of tension in my muscles and just, you know, once a month kind of doing that, just sort of Really, And it makes me be still. It's hard for me to find time to be still. So honestly, just that one hour, it's like, okay, you know, you have to lay there, be quiet and don't move. And it's yeah. that's much needed too.
0: Mm. What lights you up? Oh, boy, that's a good question. What lights me up? I think,
1: well, this is cheesy, but just life because it's, you never know when it's going to be over. Just life. Just every day, man, I'm alive. Let's go.
0: What is one word that describes your life today?
1: Oh, I don't want to use any cliche words.
0: I say go cliche. Beautiful. Yeah,
1: beautiful. Even even the bad is beautiful. Even when I'm yelling yeah. at my kids, it's beautiful.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you get to, right? Because you get right, to. Right. Yeah. So. Well, Amanda, thank you so much. I love, I don't know. I just, I want to go do something or hike something or... I just love how you live life and it's truly that go big or go home and what an incredible way to live. So thank you for being here today and sharing those, those insights and that adventure and that joy with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me and I love you to death and I'm just so glad that you're doing this and you're amazing. You're the adventurous one. You're the one making a difference. So thank goodness for people like you, Rhonda.
0: Okay, that was really fun. I love catching up with Amanda and just soaking in her energy, showing up big, showing up in adventure in the daily. It doesn't have to be these big, crazy things. We can find adventure in the everyday moments. If you know someone who's searching for adventure in their everyday moments, please share this podcast with them. Share the energy and let's all live this one wild, precious life.